Welcome back. This is episode 20 of the Epic Epoch podcast. I am joined with my co-host here, Dread. Welcome, welcome. Hello, this is Dread. And in today's video topic, we're going to be going over our experience in the multiplayer invitational. And since Jay is dead sick from playing too much, we have Amarathi here instead. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Amarathi, the, thanks, the... For, uh, thanks for taking time here to schedule to uh, join us here. I know you're halfway across the world, but I'm glad that we could find a time zone that made everything work. No worries. I, I am like... Um one week out from quitting my job. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy to sneak a little work from home uh, <laughs> mid-work mid interview. <laughs> it's so, not, yeah, not quite the introduction that I was expecting, but I, I like it. Okay, I can, I can appreciate that. No, he's on lunch break. Chat, he's on lunch break. I, I, I promise I everything is okay. Break. I am a lunch break. I'll manage my hours for good. I'm not doing anything unethical, okay? It's okay. So this, it's okay. This is, this is, this is, this is Sunday evening, my time. This is Monday morning, Amarathi's time. We finished the uh, the weekend of the Invitational Multiplayer event. This was like streamers and YouTubers who were invited to come on to the CT server, play some multiplayer, you know, play with people, play solo, just play with the new build of, um, of Last Epoch. So this might change before 0.9 official release on March 9th. But yeah, so this, this is what we have access to right now. We're going to talk about experiences and... I think we've got a pretty good list of topics. We did a lot of experimentation over the past 48 hours or so. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun. All right. So I think before we jump into everything, I want to remind people, you can find this uh, podcast on YouTube and Spotify if you're not watching it live here on twitch.tv slash pair the pig. We took a big hiatus from, uh, from the last 19 episodes because we didn't have much to talk about in the world of Last Epoch. But we plan on once again having our weekly cadence of hosting this podcast so hopefully everything, hopefully everything goes well from here on out yeah i guess one more thing to shout out real quick is something that someone just typed in chat exclamation board event we have a pack the server event if you haven't already signed up for it and you're interested in playing some last epoch multiplayer there's two events coming up one is february 2nd there is a uh, ten thousand people joining in for the pack the server event i'll put some information in the uh, youtube and spotify comments so you know what's going on there in case you're not already in the loop and then there's a, a free trial of The Last Epoch before 0.9 comes out as well. So that information is on, should be on Reddit, should also be on the official forums at lastepoch.com, but we'll post some extra information so everything knows, just that everyone knows what's going on. All right, enough of that. What's the first thing we're talking about? Did you have fun? Dread, how is multiplayer? Is it fun? Did you have a good time? Multiplayer was an absolute blast once... We could actually invite people. <laughs> it, it was kind when of a pain. Yeah. We, we tried to invite each other. It was a little bit awkward for the first 10 minutes. I mean, I mean, throughout the entire time, it was definitely a large game of round robin until we just realized that we could all just log out and log back in and everything would work perfectly. We did not know about that tidbit of information. So right now, the actual inviting people is a little buggy here and there. It's fine. But it definitely led to a lot of chaos early on as we were trying to figure out, like, how do we invite you? Oh, well, I'll leave. No, you'll leave. And it was a lot of chaos. But we, we figured it out eventually. The stars aligned. And as soon as, like, you're in the monolith or in the zones and all that, it's great. I, I didn't mind the campaign leveling with other people, although the loading screens are... Of course, a little long, and that's just because, you know, it's still working on stuff and all that, right? But when we got to Monolith, oh boy, it is so smooth. Monolith multiplayer, like, 
the loading zones aren't nowhere near as bad as the campaign. You like just load up the monolith and you go in and everyone can teleport on top of you. If they like take a while, they can do stuff while you're working on stuff. It, it is absolutely amazing. The, the end game portion of the multiplayer experience. So Amarathi, were you playing alone? Are you playing with people this weekend? What, what was your experience? Uh, yeah, so I did join like a few parties here and there. Um, I, I look, I'm typically someone who would play alone for the most part, but I like, you know, like just mixing it up every now and again and jumping in. So I did like a few campaign runs with different people. Uh, and then I tried to join on Jay the product in uh, his, <laughs> his EU uh, server. And I just like, unfortunately, the ping was too much for my uh, Australian brain internet literally um, the other so side of the world yeah literally the other side of the world I, I think it would have been faster to like get the internet packets and just fly it over and deliver it to him in person <laughs> um <laughs> at some point which was a bit of a shame but like obviously this is really new and and i, I would not hold it against uh <laughs> you know ehg to have solved the uh problem of, of across the world internet uh networking smoothness all that kind of stuff um but i had a lot of fun for the the times that i was playing with other australians or i had us people in my game and they seemed to be like oh yeah it's actually not too bad it's fine you know it's funny that you mentioned that you're primarily a solo player like i i mm-hmm. to no one's surprise i also plan on playing last epoch solo i don't know about like account bound or character bound we'll talk about that later but i tend to be a solo person played a lot of solo and ssf and path of exile as well uh I was excited for the multiplayer patch for all the other stuff other than literally partying up with people. But I played about 10 or 11 hours of multiplayer along with Dread and a couple of other people who joined our party. It was fun. Like, I... There, there were complaints about, like, maybe some a couple performance things. Like, maybe, like, a build was busted or you couldn't invite to a party. Like, there were hiccups we ran into. But for me, like, if the game is fun... We can fix those other things. Like core, the core gameplay loop of playing with other people is very enjoyable. I like that you can catch right? up with people. I like that not not one person zooming on, uh, along ahead, even if they have like, a bunch of movement skills. No, it's good. I liked it. Except for shield charge, shield rush. I mean, shield I guess rush I didn't play with anyone that. with shield rush. But like even you, dread, you were playing uh, like a werebear, and you were just like ah wah 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 wah, and I was keeping up just fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like. Uh... The only problem right now is Shield Rush allows you to kind of like zoom past, but like just don't play Shield Rush. It's like whatever, it's fine. Just use lunge like a noble person. It's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, like one of my favorite moments of the entire stream that we were doing together was when we got to Leath. So we thought it would be a big brain move if we did the second Lagan quest timeline. And we like split up and do it, right? You know, <laughs> grab them all. And we did not understand what we were like getting ourselves into. And essentially, we crashed the instance like three times till we realized that we were loading so many mobs by going across everywhere that it just crashed the instance. And we had to like literally log out every single time. And that was, I think, the second most favorite moment on the stream. And then the first, the first favorite moment from last weekend was. When I was uh, turbo leveling my paladin because I wanted to make a support paladin video, but EHG decided that I was not going to be making one, and um, I crashed and I was like uh, rolled back twenty levels from like two hours before that, and I was like, oh, oh, so I'm not doing this today. Ah, I see. So instead, I was like, okay, screw that. I'm just gonna respect my werebear into something fun, and then all my party members funneled 
geared to me and we played meteor wayfarer for fun but that moment was hilarious i loved it like obviously it's a bug and all that but it was just really funny at the time like i, I enjoyed it it was just like oh my god when, when you say bug you mean like accidentally getting rolled back 20 levels yes, yes. okay gotcha <laughs> i would hope that's not intended I, i'm just making sure like you said you Sending said meteor you wear bear. i want people to know that the meteor wear bear is not a bug that is a feature yeah. it yeah, is part is of the game feature. that is a part of the game so before I think I think I'm going to use that as a jumping off point for talking about some of the new unique items. So uh, for the people who aren't in the loop, if you don't know, not only is 0.9 going to be multiplayer where you can party with people and play along with them, but there's a bunch of other changes too. So we have new unique items, we have rebalanced unique items, we have 96 out of 114 skills have been changed or rebalanced in some way. So the vast majority of stuff. Not only are like the skills themselves changed, but the mechanics of skills in general, like ailments have been changed. Uh, adaptive damage for throwing and melee has been changed. Touch as well. Conversion mechanics. Um, I, I want to say like most, most things are different. Like it's like, it's, it's still less Depok. It's still the game that you like know and love, presumably, but like there's a lot of new stuff and it kind of feels like you're relearning the entire game all over again. No trade dead on. game. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's talk about new unique items. We do have permission to talk about anything. So apparently there's some super rare items that maybe somebody wants to tell me about, but we'll get to that. Hold on. Dread. Am I, am I allowed to? I, I, I want to get to it, but but I want to I want to talk about meteor the cast on crit thing. Uh, this item is exciting. Uh, I want to know about it. Dread, <laughs> tell me about the cast on crit belt real quick. All right. Freaking Amrath, he's chuckling you, you, there because he knows, cast he knows crit, meteor bug Everybody in the better. audience is like, wait, what's that? All the Path of Exile players are like, what are you talking about? Cast on crit? Cast on what? All right, so this patch, okay, this requires a little bit of a story, all right. So when they were doing the uh, choose your own unique kind of thing where the community was like working on the unique and we ended up with the Rat City Spear, right? One of the options was a cast on crit spear. And we did not get that choice, but it was so popular that they decided, why not just add it into the game in a different way? And they did. And that's what's called Harbinger of the Stars. It is essentially a belt that allows you on crit to cast a meteor on a nearby enemy. It sucks up the mana cost. And if you're a mage, you can use a skill tree. And if you're not a mage, you can just do other stuff to scale the damage. And essentially, uh, it will suck up your mana like instantly if you're not doing things uh, correctly. But if you're a transform build, uh, you can just use Rage and just have infinite mana. Or if you're playing Mage, you can use Glacier with the medium explosions and the mana refund mechanic. You can do that as well. Rain was doing really well with that. It was really good uh, because it was very consistent and very good in terms of mana and the damage was there too. Uh, because you get to actually spec the Meteor Tree. Who would have thought, right? And just this belt in general, if it does not get touched in any foul way, it's going to make a lot of new builds. And I know Amarathius is bursting at the seams. Go ahead <laughs> about the belt. It, it's going to get nabbed. I'm sorry, Dred, but that, that, that's going to get nabbed. I know, it is, I know. It is way too strong. It does, does it have it a cooldown like on it for casting Meteor? No. I, I hate ICDs as like a, a design philosophy. I think they're like kind of... A little bit sucky a little bit lame um because it's just like oh this is the most you can do like this is like a hard limit right yeah. rather than like reducing a percentage or making it harder to proc it or something like that um but th this thing needs an icd and it needs a it lot doesn't of have a cooldown for casting meteor on crit 
Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you yeah. think like any of the transforms that can like do like easily get a lot of rage. You think about uh-huh. Sentinel here in VR, just like a few hundred mana as well, and just yeah, it, it like hammers. You know, like that's enough crits going onto the screen, and then you just VR like you're you've got your seven hundred mana back. And, I and then, think but... it's balanced <laughs> on classes outside of Mage, other than. Primalist, because you have to actually care about your mana. But if you're yep. playing Primalist and it like uses your rage instead, and you know we all love uh, the new Gardens of Rage amulet, right? Now, <clears throat> the the problem is, I think the best way to nerf the belt and make it like fair would be to just make it so it just doesn't work with rage. It doesn't use rage, because like I think. Rage isn't designed with the ideology that infinite spamming meteors is an idea, right? I think it's balanced on the other classes at least a little bit more because, like, you have to actually care about your mana, <laughs> you know, like you have like mana regen or whatever else you're doing, like reversal and stuff like that. But when you have infinite sustain with you know transforms, it gets a little uh kooky, sort of like that. I'm just happy, yeah. That we have I, a new... I mean... Oh, go, go ahead, Emerthy. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, like, even other classes, though, they do have, like, ways to cheat mana. So I talked about VR, yeah, right? I've, yeah. I've, I've talked about, like, you know, you can do the drain life thing for Acoline and get a, a silly amount of but mana. But it's nowhere near as, well, as you know? egregious as the Transform, specifically, in my opinion. Yeah. Those are, like, where you. the belt gets broken. They're, they're not as good, I think, um, as they once were, because so of that Garden Rage change. But, yeah, it's, it is what it is. So, I was going to add to this. I'm, I'm happy that we have like more really flashy, iconic items being added into the game. So yeah, when nice. I first joined the game, uh, Volcanus was like super iconic. <laughs> Every, everybody was playing Volcanus this, Volcanus that, cast on crit, warpath. Everybody wanted to play it. And then it kind of got nerfed and no one's really used that sword for anything popular in, uh, since then. Right mm-hmm. now, like one of the flashiest items in the game that everybody wants to use. It's like, I want to play up Markspin. I'm going to start Tornado Shot and I'm going to clear the whole screen using Reign of Winter. And, like, Reign of Winter is a flashy, iconic item. Even if you're not playing uh, Last Epoch, you probably know what that item is, or at least, you know, you've, like, you've seen it, maybe a Twitch highlight or, uh, on, like, on YouTube somewhere. So if we have people casting, like, a meteor on the screen, it's a very flashy visual thing, that's going to get new players, like, very excited to play Last Epoch, especially if, like, they thought about the game in the past, but now they want to try it out. It's very important that, like, I think a lot of community creators and people who are outspoken for me have talked about uh, power from items, and, like, you don't really get a lot of power from your items. They're really just there to, like, boost your defenses, but it doesn't really help defensively. And items like this that really change your build and open that kind of stuff up, as well as the other stuff, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a second, um, is, is actual power, right? Yeah. That's, like, actual, like, player power in terms of its offense. Um but you got to be careful that you're not going to take it to the next stage of uh, are we looking at like a, a you know a D3 PoE level where it's just like you, you know the whole screen is just meteors raining down and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a very similar build in in um, D3 like a, a, a actually like kind of their meteors or something like that, and it's like you would never cast it itself, but you can proc it from a million things. And yeah, mm-hmm. another nerf that they could do to fix it is let's not fix it so soon i, mean, I don't even have I it know. yet i mean I like, like, this I mean, thing man play, Give play me a a bug farm and then come back to me on that but yeah. essentially what they could do is that they could nerf the damage effectiveness on meteor itself and then buff 
the meteor tree and mage. So it's much stronger on mage and it's not as ridiculous in the other classes because that 900% added damage effectiveness. <laughs> so I think we I know, just want to say... I know, Dread, this is like your new favorite item because it's the only thing that you've mentioned to me ever since you got it. Amrathi, is there a different unique item that you want to talk about? Like, what's 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 something like new, unique, maybe a changed unique item that really comes to mind for you? Oh, oh I mean, there's this new ring that's coming out. It's it's amazing. It makes Rive viable, which I know you love. And uh... can, I, can I preface this? We we need we need some, <laughs> yeah, some backstory here. Uh, so <laughs> everybody who's played the game, like the CTs who have had access to this build of Last Epoch for a while. They said, like, oh, like, there's a ring. You should try to chance a ring. You should try to use a rune of ascendance on a ring. Maybe there's something out there, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. So apparently there's a ring. It's absurd. It's the level of rarity of Ravenous Void. It's got something to do with stats on it, but I literally don't know what it does. You want to tell me, Amrathi? <laughs> I just don't want to get in trouble for it, and I don't want to spoil it for people. So I'll spoil it for I, you. I'll, I'll do it. All right, TLDR. All right, all right. If you, if you know it, what, I'm gonna say TLDR. This it, isn't okay. I I have a very broad description of the ring. TLDR. Okay. It has a bunch of all attributes on it. It gives you a bunch of mana regen, movement speed. I think some other stats too. It's a very generic ring, right? And then it gives you, I think, uh, like ten percent less damage taken if you have, like, a certain amount of attributes. I think it's, like, 200, right? Or is it, like, 300? 200, right? And, uh, 180, but yeah. 180? Yeah, it's on... Uh, yeah. I'm close. Uh, <laughs> it's on the Quicksilver Ring base. It just essentially... It's just 10% less damage taken if you have enough attributes, and, of course, you can earn both of them, and they feed into each other because attributes, and it's essentially just a catch-all, be-all. If you want to be tankier, you can use this ring, but good luck getting LP on it. Somehow both exciting and also not exciting. Wait, yeah, I know. I was, I, was very, I was very disappointed by this ring. Well, not disappointed by the ring itself. I think it's a great item. I'm just more disappointed by like all the hype that's being generated about it. And it's like 10% less damage taken. I'm like, the problem is, the problem is the people I was talking to all play arena. And that's amazing in arena, but it's yep. like... Like, I want to play Monolith. That's where I have fun. And, and I don't need 10% less damage taken. If that's the difference between me dying and me not, then my build is terrible. <laughs> so do you, you need 180 total attributes or of yes. each? Anything. It can be any combo. Oh, oh that's, that's a cheat yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. What if you wear two? I, Double it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they are super rare. So, like, I think it's like a season goal is to like you know get towards them yeah. if you're not already using a ring. And even if you don't hit that 180 mark, it still seems like a very good ring. Like five dollar attributes is like very strong on the silver base, with the move mm -hmm. speed and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's it's got those kind of like other stats as well. So, uh, it's it's just it's it's a cool thing to have, and it's a cool kind of chase item for a season. It's not gonna like make or break your build, like similar to RV. Uh, yeah. It's just like this awesome defensive layer on top of it, but, and kind of gives you, you know, that that little bit more to. to so, so Ravenous Void has vitality on it. This ring has vitality on it. This is sounding really good for Devouring Orb. Yes. I all right. I'm listening. I like it. <laughs> I mean, anything they've been adding a lot of attribute stacking stuff this patch. If you haven't noticed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. For all Dawn the skills of the that I popped stacker. open, like we don't have the patch notes. Only the CTs. Only the developers have the patch notes. We've been told that the patch yeah. notes are apparently seventy pages long. 
No, but that's the dev notes, internal dev so, notes. That's not the so every, everything that we know right now is just coming from opening the game and, and reading stuff. Yeah. I do actually want to bring something up real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to like talk about this for a second to backtrack. So me and Ravencrow, we're having a conversation in Twitch chat. And I just want to like talk about it a little bit more. Also, Last Lops asked the question, do you think these items are healthy for the game? So my problem right now with caring too much about balance is the entire game isn't done yet. Right? Like, how are we supposed to know if an item now, like the Meteor Belt, is actually overpowered for the game and the overall health of the game if we don't have everything, right? Obviously, we have the base of everything, right? But the Meteor Belt could be like slim pickings in comparison to like everything else. Like, the, obviously, it's not. It's really overpowered. Like, don't get me wrong. It is overpowered and it probably will get nerfed and yada, yada, yada. But what I mean is caring too much about balance in this moment would lead to a lot of less fun stuff overall like parry like specifically mm -hmm. uh, with you the static orb change from the orbit being removed right remember that that led to a lot less fun because balance was their priority right no one uh, they didn't want orbit static orb right it was really strong clearing models and stuff like that and stuff like that is what happens when we care a little bit too much about balance and not enough about just getting the game finished you know mm. at least that's my opinion on that like i think we i think a lot of people care way too much about that right now because like Let's just have fun. Like, who cares if you spew out a bunch of meteors right right now? It's, we're just having fun. Like, we're just helping test the game. We're having fun. My, I, I just feel like people are too serious about it. My <laughs> it's example an RPG. For that, we're doing crazy stuff all the time, right? My example for that, I like pointing to the unique idol that one by one, uh, what's it called? Solidarity, I think. Uh, Singularity. Singular I always get it wrong. Singularity says, like, you cannot crit, and then, like, generically it gives you, like, it's or eight, eight, uh, 8 to 20% more damage. Yeah, mm. and like I to me, the damage number on Singularity is not big enough to inspire anyone to experiment with it. Like yeah. it's it's like the bare minimum of okay, and like it's really not a good item to me. Yeah. I um, think Singularity would be fine if you could have at least a few of them instead of just one. So it's maybe, not like a like, big I, power what I, what spike. What I really want is know? like whether, whether there's like multiple of them or just one of them. I want that number to be like. 70 or 80 just like 80 percent more damage but you can't crit like whole like that makes you want to experiment and learn about the game and explore all these new builds so i i would rather an item come out a little bit too strong so that people branch out and try new things and then it gets trimmed off from there if you release something and it's like almost pre-nerfed you're never going to generate hype you're never going to have those people who dig in there and perform science and, and run experiments and, and figure out what they want to do Unless it's exciting, unless people want to use yeah. it. So. Yeah. Like, if the game isn't fun, no one's going to play it, guys. Like, For sure. I think when it comes to balance, it's there's probably two aspects, which is just making sure that the, the damage that people are doing are, are kind of within the same order of magnitude. And it's probably good that the ailments did lose a, a modifier, particularly poison, because that's like, it, you know, that that's doing tens of millions, hundreds of millions, billions in some cases. Yeah. Uh, and, and there are like a few other ones while crit builds are like probably i don't know like two mil dps is, is the best and that's still pretty crazy with like crit hammers or something like that and then everything else is kind of doing like 500k to like a mil at like a, a good gearing level so just making sure that they're on the kind of like the same same level and then 
we need to also start factoring in what does an end game look like if you if the like the highest damage thing in the game is like disintegrate but it feels absolutely you know shit to play right yeah um who cares when you've got like uh like a, a locust swarm or a judgment paladin just running through the map and like instantly killing 90 percent of mobs it runs over and then maybe like staying for two seconds to kill the rare or something like that or just keep running past because that clear speed is is an actual metric as opposed to its dps yeah because people forget this is an rpg after all like it's not yeah. like a moba it's not like uh like a competitive game sure there are competitive aspects in certain parts of the game but that's not what it's supposed to be at its core right like nobody like i, I i'm gonna be honest i think 99 percent of people look at rpgs and like i just want to have fun yeah. Yeah, you, you're supposed to start out weak and you're supposed to end up strong you're supposed to blow things up like once your build feels good like you got to go use it you got to go use the thing that you build unless you're playing i want to see those red bars go down and i want to keep moving fast and see uh -huh. more red bars going down faster so yeah. I, I guess I want to talk about one more unique item. Uh, this is something that Amarathi brought up a couple minutes ago, saying like we, we complained about items not having enough power on them. Um, like you, when, normally when you that, gear on the, the live server, like <laughs> you're gearing life and resistance and maybe strength and attributes and stuff, but you're not really getting the majority of the damage from your gear because your gear has increased damage, which is all the same pool of damage, as opposed to the more damage multipliers, which by and large are all coming from the skill tree. So that's the current thing on live. One of the changes that I saw pop up, um, somebody actually spoiled it for me. They told me like how it was going to be, but we found it later on. So there's a unique item that's really popular. It's a two by two unique idol that drops from Argentus, and it's a Throne of Ambition. And it Ooh. used to give percent increased damage and percent increased armor per stack when you were hitting and killing monsters. So now what it does, I guess it's only hitting monsters, not killing monsters. So now what it does is instead of 20% increased damage and 20% increased armor, it now gives 2% more. Up to 40%. Up to 40%. Yep. So the, the big difference there is like, well, if you don't have the increased armor, if you don't have the flat armor, then the more armor isn't really going to benefit you. If you don't have the percent increased damage, okay, you probably have the percent increased damage, but you, you get to use this thing and you get to farm it up and it's really noticeable once you have it. And yeah, to me, a that's, of, like, that's a really nice change. I like that instead yeah. of 20% increase, it's 2% more. Like that's, I, th I think yeah. it's a really, really good change. I haven't used it personally though. I, I think it's a good change because I'm, I was an advocator of putting Throne on every build, right? Mm -hmm. Back in the day, because 200% increased armor when you had 800 flat, that tripled your armor, right? And it just tripled yep. your armor. Like on every single build in existence, and you're playing an armor stacking build, it was still just as good. And like increased damage is great, but mostly most people use it on armor. Now, now you have to actually build around the thing to actually get the benefit, of at least a lot more than before, where it was just slap sure. it on. And I think that is way more healthy to the game in general, because I think lightning as a damage source right now is really. Above, on an above tier than the other damage sources right now 
and just generically. So just Throne of Ambition existing makes up for the fact that Shock exists, right? Kind of like that, where there's like a balance between the three elements now. I think it's fine. Obviously, it could get nerfed to 20%, you know, it would still be insanely strong as an idol, right? Like, that's like the thing is like, you could change it to like, you get half the effect and it would still be worth it on any build that uses that kind of stuff. Like 20% more damage, that's, you don't get that in a lot of places, especially on gear, until this patch. <laughs> I, I would love to see more of it. I, I kind of want to see more unique mm -hmm. idols. Like, yeah, we have I agree. Two, I'm and sure one they have a like lot an down Oh, I guess <laughs> we have three. I was going to say we have two, and one's an enormous meme. We have For three, me. and two of them are enormous memes. Don't I swear <laughs> when we get meteor, like, I, I, no, I swear when we get, like, a big fire, like, boulder spell for druid that spell will be useful i swear i mean that tr the trinity of flames will be useful one unique i really wanted to point out that i'm going to be uh that i'm going to be playing with next week it's called uh shoot it's the offhand with spark charges what is it called oh let me uh, let me find it. i think it's in here in your uh, discord I've i think there's right a list. fragment of the enigma yeah fragment of the enigma so if you don't know what this does uh, I'll link this image in chat here. Give me a second so you guys can see all the uniques while we're talking about them. And I'll leave this link in the description of the video as well. Uh, but essentially what this does is it gives you two flatlining per intelligence for spark charges specifically. It gives you a gigantic amount of increased spark charge explosion area, like up to 240%. 92% more spark charge, 92% uh, more damage for spark charges applied by melee attacks. And then, of course, plus one to lightning skills. And then at the last line, when you cast teleport, you apply a spark charge to all enemies around the destination. Now, what I really like about this unique and uniques like Harbinger of Storms and uh, Harbinger of Stars and stuff like that is this has multiple use cases. So the first use case is if you're just playing a spark charge mage build like Sorcerer. You get the two flat lightning per intelligence. That's that's good enough to scale. Like, that's good, right? You can play a whole build built around that. And, of course, the increased area is great, too. It makes you want to play spark charges. But it also has the line of 92% more damage for spark charges applied by melee attacks, meaning that spark charge melee with, like, mana strike and surge is just as comparable, if not just as good, as the Sorcerer version, right? They're different, and it allows it to be used on different builds. Like, technically, technically, this could be used on a class outside of Mage, right? Like, because if you look at it, it's just a unique catalyst, right? You could use this anywhere. If you had a reason to do Spark Charges on Acolyte for some reason, you could use it there. And that's what I love about uniques like this versus uniques, uh, versus like specific uniques like gel course. Uh, where wait, so was, does spark charges benefit from adaptive damage? Yes, they do. I'm going to use that as a nice little segue here for the next thing to talk about. <laughs> wait What's that? a minute. You know, what it's funny. Before about? this podcast started, Dread told me that like his throat hurts and he didn't know how much he was going to talk. As soon as you get Dread talking about Last Epoch, he's like, "How? What? No, that? No, I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to talk for the next two hours." Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm next, sorry. I, I want to talk about unique items because they're really fun, but we're not going to talk about every single one. I also want to talk about like strong stuff, builds, interaction skills that we've been messing around with, and I, I want to address this because it's the first thing that I saw. 
when I started poking around, like, like, what should we do? What should we do? I saw that uh, Soul Feast still gives you a bunch of armor. I thought that was cool. I saw the Thorn Totem still has some interactions with the number of poisons that are stacked on an enemy. That's good. So I, I checked a couple things. And then somebody brought this to my attention. That uh, Rip Blood, as an Acolyte skill, which builds intelligence for Spark Charges, by the way, uh, you, uh, you used to gain percent increased damage per enemy hit by your Rip Bloods recently. And now it's flat damage? And yeah. apparently you get like 200 adaptive damage, which is global. It doesn't only apply to Rip Blood. Holy moly, who thought that was okay? Yeah, let's just repeal like the last like five patches worth of nerfs of Lich in one go. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> so Lich that, is that's looking the very first strong. thing that I found out about that's strong as hell. Dread, is there something that you found that was like totally busted? Totally busted? Uh support paladin just just itself just itself literally itself uh there's a node in uh javelin you can turn it into like the aura thing and it gives you and your allies standing in it four percent increased damage and armor per point of attunement and since you're of course you're playing a paladin you can get a lot of attunement and i'm sure you could very easily break a hundred if you get some lp items and stuff and some exalted stuff and that is 400 percent increased damage to anyone who's standing in it and four hundred percent increased armor and your holy aura, sure. Just like, like uh, I'm not even gonna talk like that. That's everything on top of that. But just javelin alone itself, like right. your 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 friend's yeah. playing a melee build, you throw it on the boss. There you go. Now you're immortal and you deal a lot more damage. That and Amarathi, I know that you're a CT, work. so you've had a lot more time to experiment than we have. But like, is there a yep. skill or a, or something that you want to call out that's like? This should probably be nerfed, but we can talk about it right now because it's crazy strong. Yeah, Tarek, Tarek knows exactly. What yeah, the so, healing, the healing. Too. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not just the healing; it's the fact that you can play the judgment right, and that is like one of the highest damage, like screen wide persistent AOE abilities that you can do. And you can just put this on, volatile reversal all your mana back, and just shield rush through it. And you you are still playing a support paladin because you're stacking achievement, you're stacking healing yeah. effectiveness, and <laughs> yeah, the, the gloves. Strong, if we're going to yeah, talk about say, things that this, this is specifically the gloves you're talking about, right? Yeah, the if gloves. The, the gloves. You just play support paladin, but like you are the highest. You, you're also the carry. You're, you're the carry support paladin. The support carry. Yeah. Sure. I used to play Lux. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, okay, I think for those gloves, I think if they just made it so it didn't work for Consecrated Aura and it just worked for the melee attack, they would be interesting and create a new build because you'd either play Aura. Paladin by itself, or you'd play Judgment Hit Paladin with the gloves. I think let's that would make, be way more healthy. Sure, <laughs> let's make sure that the people who weren't here know what we're talking about. What What are these gloves? There's some kind of Judgment I'll gloves. Let you, I'll let they? you do it, Amarathi. Yeah, okay. So I, I think they're actually, of course, kind of gloves by design, right? It just seems like a mm -hmm. cheating thing. So um, basically, there, there's two conditions on them, and it that are of interest which is you need to be unarmed so no weapon in your like main hand or offhand slot you can use I a shield it to but, you, yeah 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 no i've, I've got it up um you, use a shield, you can right? do fun you can do a shield yeah shield? yeah okay, or a catalyst and you get three fire damage per achievement um for judgment effectively and that includes both like your melee and your spell damage um as well as increased area per achievement or two percent increased area per achievement so if you get like let's say you're about a you know a hundred achievement would be a fair mark for like a fairly geared got a few legendary um 
items paladin right that's like 200 percent increased uh area and 300 flat for both the melee and the uh the spell version which is a, a shit ton um and <laughs> and then you've got like some cooldown recovery speed for uh judgment you've got some you, you just get a free 25 percent fire pen or sorry up to 24 percent fire pen um and their own crusader gauntlets which are great because they've got the void resistance and stuff like that so yeah dude, like it, it's really really strong it's got some mana cost reduction as well so you, like if you do want to like not play the pious version that's fantastic i think the issue is more about judgment and how that's working with like stuff like yeah. the pious consuming all your mana and you're having just like a shit ton of mana yeah. Um, to do I like more damage, or I legitimately think that this was a mistake that they forgot yeah. to add the line that this is just supposed to be for the melee attack. Like, I yeah. think they just forgot that the aura, like, because, like, this, this, like, as soon as I saw the gloves, I was like, there's no way that this made it. Like, like, we're talking about the like the harbinger of the stars needs to be getting nerfed and all this and all that. I'm like, the, these, 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 these are the gloves that need to get nerfed. There's, I also I, have, like, I think it's three cool copies of these gloves. Like they're they're pretty common yeah. gloves. They're like level twenty oh, yeah. unique or something. Uh twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. So I have put three them of on, them. You, you, you get you them drop before you them get judged. An hour of gameplay. Put them on. Done. Yep. Uh, I was leveling with them, and like I was kind of just doing the holy trail stuff. As soon as I put them on, and just like spec them to judgment, uh, like just I I breeze through it. Like it's the fastest leveling experience I've ever done. I was like from like 35 to 80 within like it, it almost felt like an hour it was just that quick um yeah it, it was it was insane <laughs> kind of feel like i'm missing out by not having played this item but I mean, yeah. Yeah, next right, week. So, so next week but... next week i'll play it i was like man i kind of want to play this February thing second. i have to i have to i have to experiment with it for educational purposes so that oh, i have no, the experience have blurry so that I, I, I have to play this build you don't understand you have to I, I think one of the actually the more interesting items that I like I'm seeing is, is probably like the ghost maker, the the wraith kind of infernal shade because it's like there's so many items around this at the moment and I feel that now that like it can actually work as as a set with like maybe the like the liches and the actual set um to like just have a lot like a lot of raves, a lot of pumped up infernal shade damage and a lot of dread shade interactions i think there's like a lot of fun stuff going on there that, that's that, that's the, the, the wraith item you're talking about it had like melee wraith damage on it or something like you're not playing the same stationary thing uh it, it it's basically the, the most interesting line of it is that um you have up to i think 65 percent more infernal shade damage per active wraith against bosses and rares 64 uh, more yeah it's oh, 64, 64, yeah it's 64. disgusting so with a cap of what would be six raids or i think you can get a few more in the tree if you do go that route um yeah. like 360 percent more damage for infernal shade you look at like the lich's envy where you're getting a lot of flat per like dread shade for infernal shade uh the uh the dagger can help just like like if the if your wraiths kill something they will just like have a chance to cast infernal shade on an enemy or on themselves if you've got it set up that way um yeah and they like raids can kill things and summon more raids as well so like there's a lot of like prolifer proliferation essentially it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a one-stop shop like you could just put it on yeah. play infernal shade and as long as you cast like wraiths on single target i think you could literally just play infernal shade now i think infernal shade like literally this item alone is yeah. enough to make infernal shade work and i can't wait to play it it's funny. I'm messing about with 
one of the things that was a complaint in Path of Exile for a long time was like instead of fixing a skill, they just introduced a threshold jewel for it, which mm-hmm. meant that in order to in order to like actually play Frostblades or play Ice Shot or something, you you just put on the the threshold jewel because that's part of the skill. So you had to make sacrifices just to play the skill to begin with, instead of the skill being okay. So like Infernal Shade is not a great skill. It's like it's almost okay, maybe in some circumstances. But it's it's pretty pretty low tier compared to the other things going on in the last epoch right now. Is this <laughs> the way to fix Infernal Shade? Yes, to give it three yes, more damage yes. on an item? Or would you rather yeah. like the skill tree gets a little buff? I mean, I would rather the dagger give you like maybe five percent more damage per rate and then have like, you know, the skill itself do enough damage to stand on its own. Mm-hmm. That would be more preferable. But if this is the route they want to go, like I'm fine with having ridiculous, stupid items in the game. If, like, the, the, like, like, like we said earlier, we were complaining about itemization, weren't we, Amarathy? Yep. Like, like yeah, this, this is this itemization. Is exciting thing. I just don't know if it's going to be new and exciting a year from now. Yeah. 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 I'm. I mean, it'll be exciting to play Infernal Shade for like five minutes. It'll be great. <laughs> I think it, it, it's cool to open up a lot of build ideas around it without necessarily detracting from it. And similar to like the Meteor build, right? It's just like not a lot of people are playing Meteor at the moment and mm, not a lot of yeah. people are playing Infernal Shade. And this is just an item that helps bring it out into like a top tier sense um, while like accomplishing a goal, right? So I, I think yeah. there is some health in that, but there needs to be a lot of items because if we were drawing, if we're having power come from items there needs to be a lot of choice otherwise it's like you want to play infernal shade you have to use this dagger this is the only way to play infernal shade to have an opportunity cost you need more opportunities yeah Yeah. and that's you need more strong items that's why i like the idea of making hands of judgment only work with the like the hit version of judgment because then like it gives you a way of making judgment hit your main skill instead of just being a support skill or being the aura skill right like it's literally just to bonk things and that's like i've been wanting to play hit judgment for so long and it's just been kind of a bega for a very long time and this is the kind of thing to make it work but guess what i i don't want to play hit judgment because guess what consecrated aura judgment is so much better yep and it's better quality of life as well and and that shouldn't be the case that the highest damage is is the highest quality of life so we're talking about uh like the busted skills itemization combos that we found over this past weekend and a little bit longer than that for amarathy i want to move on to another topic is there anything else like totally insane that should be buffed or sorry that should be like removed or toned down in some way like anything that people want to know about what what are the cool exciting things that people are doing right now Actually, I want to answer a question we got in chat here, because it is very important for this discussion. Because if we're adding power, what about the game becoming more powerful, right? It's last lobs here, as he said, if they're adding these items, do you think the content coming out will be that much harder to make up for the fact that these items exist? And this is the, like, the, the conversation about, like, power creep, right? Like, we get stronger, they get stronger, and then, like, if we get too strong and they get too strong, then we leave things behind, you know, like, who cares about Tempest Strike when everyone's running around with hands of judgment, you know, like, stuff like that, right? And well, I want to hear your thought about it, Amarathi. Because I, I, I reflect on it in the sense of that I think that there should be incentive for damage in the game that there currently isn't, unless unless you've got, like, a build that can deal damage at a very safe and just kill things before they are able to attack you 
for the most part, it's just go for defense as much as possible. Compare that to like the, you know, Diablo 3 Greater Rift system where you are like want to clear a rift, but you are on a time limit and the way the monster HP, it, it scales up like a, a stupid exponential graph, right? Um, but you need a certain amount of damage to be able to do that. And that's usually the limiting factor more than the actual like defensive component. That's still important, but like this is kind of how you deal with it, right? So I, I think there should be, there needs to be some incentive to have good damage and not just like kind of average damage built defensively as possible. It, worth noting that the current meta for Arena, which is like kind of the, the hardest thing in, uh, in Last Epoch right now, the current meta is to build a ton of defense and then have a little bit of damage, just like Amarathi said right there. Like just yep. enough damage to skate by, but as long as you're not dying, there's no time limit currently. So you can just like wait out the monsters and not die. And, and you look at the <laughs> you look at the like the builds that um particularly like the ones Lizards push, right? You've got Marishards, you've got like Frostbite Charmin, right? Uh I think he had another Lich one, I can't remember, but they all deal a high amount of damage, not insane like boss killing damage billions. It's just like heavy crit. So upfront burst damage at a range. Um, and like Frostbite is just pretty crazy anyway. So it, it kind of deals that and it has the CC built into it. So you're not getting exposed to that damage. And that's why that is like a very, you know, that, that build is always going to do well in arena because it can deal damage before the, the Osprex, you know, Meteor Chickens are actually casting, right? As opposed to a melee build that would have to like go up there and actually deal with that threat. And also there's like, there's no real damage check. So as long as you can kind of do that burst damage and, and meet you know, kill 90% of the monsters in one hit, then that's that's all you need. Spill as defensively as possible from there. 90% of the monsters in one hit. Abomination would like to know your location. Hmm. <laughs> all right, let's, let's move on to another topic. I want to make sure that we talk about some of the multiplayer stuff because this was the multiplayer invitational, not just the busted items and busted build invitational. So to talk about the multiplayer stuff, we could talk about what uh, what being in a party felt like, what trade felt like, what uh, maybe like alternate leveling techniques felt like. Dread, I want to talk about this first because you and I were just talking about it before I turned on the stream today. So we were talking about um, alternative leveling and a very common complaint that you hear in action RPGs, which is like, I want to make a new character, but I don't want to level my alt through the campaign again, going through everything that I've mindlessly done before. So there's, a, there's something you can do with a mastery. Do you want to tell us about that? All right. So currently, as it stands in the current game, and this has been okayed by the devs, they're like, this is intentional. Essentially, there is no, there's almost no checks and balances in terms of the required progression your character needs to be in a certain zone, right? So for instance, you can make a fresh character, get an invite from a person in the party, and get to end of time. And not only... Will you be able to choose your mastery at level 1? You'll also be boosted to level 5 because the XP for completing the quest of getting to the end of time will boost you to level 5. Now, this is not the only thing that you can do. There's a lot of other things you can do. In Monolith, I can essentially take a level like 5 character, put him in my party. Since there's no XP penalty, he can just kind of stand behind me and just try to not get in the way. And if he dies, it's fine. He just spawns back in because there's no penalty, right? Sure, he doesn't get the loot, but it's not like as if he's going to put it on, right? And every single time like he dies, he just comes back in, abuses the, the what is it called? The, the grace period, and he just gets 
a bunch of XP. Like, sure, it's penalty penalized, right? You know, it's only getting plus five to level the zone. But monoliths in general are a lot more dense than in, like, of course, the campaign. The campaign has, like, the lowest density in the entire game. You get see, like, a monster here, there, Ted's over there, Sally's over here. But in Monolith, it's, like, 5,000 spiders or six diamond matrons and stuff like that. And that makes it so it's really fast to level someone up. It took me about an hour to bring someone, or I think even less than an hour, like 30 minutes or something, to bring someone from level 5 to level 45. It was very amusing, because I was like an empowered monolith and killing stuff. And not only that, you can also uh, let people join you in the monolith, and you can unlock the monoliths all the way up to the 90 ones, right? You hop in into a zone, you hop into the waypoint, you have the person join you, you do one mono, Bam, unlocked. Next one, unlocked. Next one, unlocked. You do that to be for clear, all that doesn't mean you're completing the monolith. That just means like you've unlocked yeah, you it. So you can TP monolith. there in the future. Yeah, yeah. you unlock yeah. it. And then, of course, you do the three level 90 ones real quick, like one thing. And then you can finish those level 90 ones. And they have empowered, empowered, empowered unlocked as well. And they have everything unlocked in maybe like maybe an hour or so. And as long as they're like high enough level, yada, 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 and all that. I, I want to give a little bit of context before we dive into this. So if, if I were going to start a level one character and play for about an hour, I would be about level 19 or level 20. But you got someone from level five to 40 in about an hour. Yeah, you, like, you got to be a little intelligent about it, though. Like um, going for like arena echoes and stuff like that is the mm -hmm. best way because the most trash stuff like that. Normally, it's bad for like monolith progression. But if you just need a bunch of monsters to kill... That's the place to go because you just care about the number of monsters. You don't care about the quality of them because you just want to just boost them up instantly. Well, I mean, arena yeah, like leveling maybe half an hour busy. to think about this, but I mean, I I like it. I think this is cool. I absolutely yeah. love it. I I'll be honest. I think it's like one of the best things about multiplayer in general. Like, if you don't want to care about the busing stuff and all that, go play solo. That's that's what that's there I for. I love solo. Solo's great. Amarathia, cut yeah. you up. What were you gonna say? Oh, <laughs> uh, like uh, I was just kind of reflecting on some of the stuff the chat was saying, which is like it's inevitable, right? Like there's always going to be a power leveling system. I just make sure that it's not like D three. You just like you need to look for a power leveler, and then you you just need to like stand at the entrance of a zone while someone goes clears it for you. I think like make it a little bit more interactive, which would be good. Oh, um, it is. Uh, you, there is like yeah. a radius that you have to be yeah. within your party. So you you yeah. need to be following, and it's not super fast. Like okay, five to forty five, that's still pretty fast, but it's not like five to a hundred plus a thousand paragon points in an hour or something stupid like that right it's it's yeah i mean yeah. if we we're to talk about egregious ones at least we don't have to buy wow tokens yeah and, and <laughs> I, I want to see what character <laughs> i, I want to see what happens in arena like if you can get someone who's got like a, a key of memory at like arena way 300 just waiting um if that can like boost someone from like one to a hundred in, in like a matter of seconds the density and the xp modifiers that's, that's a great thing like to check well, we can't that check that right actually, now arena's disabled yeah. but yeah. that's well yeah. that's that like, actually uh that doesn't work because the problem is right now right uh as Tarek said as well the xp book books they do scale with your level so you can't just like bring mm. him into an xp book and like bam 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 now the reason why it's balanced Okay, it is actually, I, I know it doesn't sound balanced, but it's actually insanely balanced. I really like how they went about this. I think this is the case still, 
but you can only gain XP as if you were five levels above you, right? So if you're like a level 10 character and you're in a level 20 zone, you killing things will be like as if you're killing level 15 monsters, right? Or yada, yada, yada. And that works in the monolith as well. If you're level five and I'm in a level 80 zone, right? You'll be getting XP like as if it's level 10. The only reason it's faster is because there's just more density in the monoliths versus the campaign. And of course, you're instead of like clicking on quests and doing that, you're just constantly killing monsters, right? And it's just like speedy, speedy. I think that's the case still. I know um, some people were talking about stuff in that regard. I, I don't know if that's the case, but it seems like that's the case because he didn't like, he, we didn't bring him in the mono and he was like instantly like, level 20 or whatever after killing one mob it still took time it's the same amount of time you would take if you just took your character and went into a zone that's higher it's just it's faster because i'm doing the killing you're not yeah and the thing i was going to say though is that the arena's actually got an increased uh scaling on it for whatever wave it is so like at wave 200 you you're getting about like 300 percent more increased xp which I, that may go on top of the plus five levels. Like that, that may be the yeah. base amount, yeah. but this be like a multiplier on it. So could be pretty crazy uh, if that's not addressed. So uh, arenas apparently, I don't know what what's going on with arena. Uh, arena is not current. Yeah. Was not in the live thing, so we could not test it. We don't. And, we don't really know anything yeah. about arena. Yeah. But what we do know about is uh, we got a little bit of information about how the dungeons work. We've seen some people chaining dungeons over and over. We've seen some people doing lightless arbor and trying to spend some money there when they've got like a full party of four. And we've seen people do their runs with a uh, killing jeweler and trying to get some LP unique items. Dread, do you have any firsthand experience with that? So the first thing I'm going to bring up, this was very amusing. So this was a moment on stream that we had. We were we were playing. And we wanted to do the Soulfire Dungeon, the Soulfire Bastion, because we wanted to farm for the Harbinger of the Stars for me, because that's what we were looking for, right? Now, uh, that's what I was looking for. I was like buying belts and stuff like that, and Tears of the Forest as well, because it's like a little item level. Now, you can't trade stuff that you gamble from the Soul Gambler, right? So you can't do that. So that's not broken in any way. You can't trade the items, so it's like, it's actually... I don't know if it's like, it's not like, it's not superior to doing it by yourself, essentially, unless if like you're getting carried by like a good build or something like that. But yeah, we're doing that. And there, there is currently a bug. And I'm like, so if you're at a party of four or whatever, and you enter a zone and it takes too long for you to load, you will get split up into different instances. So for instance, we had two people split into one instance and two people split in the other. Now, it's funny because what we were talking about right before that happened was we were talking about the instance when me and Perry were crashing instances by splitting up. And we're like, oh no, guys, let's not split up, gang. Like, you know, like Scooby-Doo, like, ooh, you know? And we didn't do that. And we went through the, the portal and we instantly got split up. I'm like, what the heck? We were just talking about it. And then for some reason, our instance, all of the walls for the Soulfire Bastion, the walls, 
they were deleted. They were gone. It was like as if there was no walls in the entire Soulfire Bastion. And I, I, I'm going to tell you. Are you sure it's a bug? Because we've been complaining yes. about that a lot. It's a bug. It's a bug, I, sadly. I, can we not it, complain it about that one? I, I, I know. It's I know. actually a feature. No, I, I, I want to say this for feedback. The Soulfire Bastion becomes 20,000 times more enjoyable when the walls aren't there. Like, it is so much more enjoyable. It's not, like, faster, because you're still, like, running with your head cut off, trying to figure out where the doors are. But it's way more fun and way less annoying, a lot less backtracking and stuff. But then the two parties, we finished our zones, right? Went into the next one to the boss room. We, 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 we're, like, right back up with each other. You joined back up. Yep, yep. And then we did the boss, right? And we all get in there. But for some reason, there's a bug that makes him spawn right next to the door instead of over in his usual spot he is he's right next to the door as soon as you walk in and then like of course he's like level 45 and he instantly gets murdered i the soulfire bastion has some stuff going on but other than that it's great please remove the walls please thank you yeah so i'm gonna (laughs) gonna put in my two cents because my first hand experience with dungeons i was doing uh, a couple jewelry runs in the uh temporal sanctum uh, it wasn't too much multiplayer because the person that I was playing with after all of our dungeon runs died each time that we were doing a dungeon run. He was busy like watching YouTube on his second monitor. He wasn't having a great time. So yeah. my, my multiplayer experience in the dungeons is a little bit limited. But Amrath, I got to ask you, what was your experience? Any of the dungeons? Uh, I did not do them in any other multiplayer. I'm not- I can tell you all the other ones if you want. I did the other ones. All right, tell me about Lightless Arbor. I've I've heard a couple stories Um, about Lightless Arbor. Actually, I I want to do one tidbit about... uh, So this is going to be a little tidbit. Right now, for some reason, because the ailment change, poison or any dot in general right now, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like It will just delete you. Any kind of poison, like the Gorgons, that is probably why your friend died. I had my friend, he was like playing like oh, one you, of the... Oh, you mean ailments from the enemies, not ours. Mm-hmm. He was, gotcha. well, just any kind of poison damage. Like the tornadoes, you know, like the Gorgon tornadoes. Uh, the, the puncture, the puncture poisons, poisons cracked. They did something. It, something happened, because like, it's way worse than it was, but like, like how much damage they deal. And my friend, he was playing like a level 100 character. He was like all set up. He's playing a bomb. He's playing a really tanky. He had like 10 K ward. Cause he was like doing like twisted heart stuff. Five K HP at cap poison res. It took one Gorgon tornado to take him to zero. And he died. Cause he was my carry in the T4 uh, Jirla. This was tier three Jirla, by the way, he died to like 15 K HP. With like poison and all that, it was like EHP and all that, it was, it was hilarious. It it sounds like a skill issue. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the first. That's the first thing I wanted to mention. Is Don't like, get hit. If you're having problems with the the dungeons, that's why. Uh, the Lightless Arbor, it is absolutely broken. They need a nerf it. Essentially, TLDR, if you don't know, um, only one person needs to pay for the chest at the end, and all four people get the chest. So, so essentially, you can do, if, like, if you money runs. Four, it just quadruples. Yep, and then you can out. trade between the items because they drop, so it's, like, like 20 times the items. It's great. It's, like, it's, it's insane. Uh, yeah, that needs to get nerfed eventually. When, that is when we first started hearing stories about this, I, I see Lizard IRL just popped up in Twitch chat. So I, 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 I think the story that I heard about was coming from him. When people were telling me about this, it's like, yeah, you know, one person pays you know, two million gold and then everybody benefits from it. The first thing that happened when I was streaming and we heard that story is everyone went up in arms. They're like, how could EHG do this? Like, there, this, this, this. And it's like, this is clearly not staying. Like, th- there's... 
Like, don't be mad about this. Yeah. This is absolutely not going to stay in the game. Like, when this the, the Scooby Doo split up happened, we were somehow. laughing yeah. our butts off. It was amazing. Like, like whenever no, I see you, a bug, they don't it's great. want it's you funny. to quadruple yeah. your money just by having friends. Like, no, that's like, not the intended. Stop like complaining. Speaking Speaking of bugs, like I remember, I trolled Perry on stream. Uh, we were uh, we were playing Monolith, and in the Monolith, uh, I I asked him to uh, go to spawn, like in the end of time, and it like teleports you under the end of time where like the black hole is, uh -huh. and it's like you're in space, and it's like like I love bugs, man. I love the, having them happen. Like even when I got rolled back twenty levels, I was laughing the entire time. It was hilarious. Like I I love this kind of stuff, you know, because like, it's like it's like it's like it, it adds a new layer to the game, essentially, of, like, meta-knowledge and stuff. But obviously, it's not meant, right, to be like that, obviously. <laughs> it does It does kind of... Sometimes these bugs do bring information out to the community, how actually things are, like, kind of coded and programmed, so even when yeah. the bug is Behind fixed, the scenes. we understand a little bit more about how things are, like, interacting with each other and stuff like that. And, and it, lets us, cool uh, it, right? it lets us bug totally. report easier, too, because we know how yeah. things work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. But, like, so this is EHG's rollout plan, which is, you know, more of that stealth rollout rather than the big, hey, everyone log on, right? It's it's a CT program. It's, uh like, you know, this this invitational weekend. It's it's going to be, like, a, a full 10 days next week. Um. That, that that clash with poe like people wanting to play poe as, as i've been told right so it's not trying to draw all the attention when people are bored it's, it's just trying to get yeah. the attention of people who are more you know amenable to bugs and understanding where last epoch is as the yeah. game at this stage Actually, and doing yeah. a 0 0.9 and not here's 1.0 go yeah. forth as we run around and do like a lightless arbor bug or <laughs> there was a hungering souls bug that it, it got a little bit funny for a second i, I don't think i can say that because in the previous version it got fixed right before yeah. but if you, if you think it's unethical on what you played on the weekend it was it was more unethical than that hungry uh, well, well, well i really liked about hungering souls build having the shotgunning projectiles what what would happen yeah. how did uh, it used to be oh no 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 so that that hasn't changed um okay. but there was just like an interaction so like do you know do you know the the transplant uh, how it, it can now do bone curse. Yeah. Uh, you could do yeah. the, the bone curse, um, like the bone prison and get like 10 minions, right? So you could just transplant around, get like a gazillion minions and then use like the more damage for minions. Yeah. Kind of thing it, as was well. it, it was stupid. It was just like, it was just. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm currently, yeah. do I guess I was doing that, but I only had up to 33 <laughs> minions. Yeah. 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 One thing I want to mention, by the way. Before we move on, I'm sorry. We were supposed. I was supposed to say this at the beginning of the stream. Okay, so originally we weren't going to get to play to end game. We were only going to get a certain amount of content for this invitational thing. But we asked very nicely, and they're like, "Sure." But remember, this is a very buggy, like, early state of everything, right? And no complaining, right? Like, essentially, that's what they said. I want to make that clear, all right? We, we yeah. went into this with full knowledge knowing that these kind of things were going to happen, okay? And you should have that same expectation next week as well. So we were talking about multiplayer. We talked about getting your mastery at level one, speed running people, <laughs> alternate leveling techniques. One thing that I really want to call about or call out about multiplayer that I really, really liked is uh, re-specking your character. 
So last epoch already does respecs very easily. Like the the technically the best way to respec something would be you know once you're like level eighty or like level ninety doing your empowered monoliths, you do an echo that has the tome of um, tome of experience. You complete the echo and then before you pick up the tome, you unspec a skill, spec something else, and then you pick up the tomes and you go boop 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 to get all your levels back on whatever skill that you just respect into. The fact that you might want to respec a skill or maybe spec into a different skill or spec it differently based on who your party members are. It makes it really, really easy to do that. And you're definitely like paid off for it. So one thing that I personally uh, experienced while I was doing this multiplayer stuff is I had my volatile reversal and I was playing a damage over time build. I wanted to spec my volatile reversal to um, have the enemies take increased damage over time. But if I all of a sudden have somebody in my party who's playing a hit-based build, I could just change a couple points around and all of a sudden I'm amplifying the damage of my teammates hit-based build as well. So like the respec meta, being able to do that, the fact that that's already baked into the core experience of Last Epoch really felt good when it, uh, when it was implemented into multiplayer this past weekend. Yeah, yeah, I had personal experience with that because I was playing support builds all weekend before I played Meteor Bear and I respect to support Paladin at a very early level, right? Very early level. And I was essentially dead weight, but it didn't matter because Jay was playing Glacier Sork to like, you know, clear and all that. And it felt amazing being able to like swap into a support build at like level 10 or whatever and like get set up in 10 more levels and not have to worry about killing stuff you're just there as emotional support and of course i was putting down javelin sea hill and stuff like that but like it was nice being able to respec into a different build thanks to my friend carrying me and killing things for me so i didn't have to do the work and then of course we could ping pong on that you know of course if you're like playing two damage builds right instead of just being like oh yeah i can't make this big like change like for instance you know fireball right you know how like fireball takes 20 million points well now instead of like having to like wait until yada 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 i just spec fireball and i wait i just uh, play with my friend he kills a few things faster for me right uh, a friend of mine uh Zeta, he was playing a bleed bear like Briarthorn, and he would just absolutely delete bosses, right? Just delete them. But he had no clear because you know he was playing a bear build, and I was playing the clear, and it felt amazing there too. And whenever he had to respect something, I was hey dread, I gotta like respect this real quick. I'm not gonna be dealing as much damage. It's fine. I dealt damage too, you know. It's it's great. I like it. I I love this. All of a sudden, you're the carry. Well, he respects mm -hmm. the skill and trusts something else, and like you have like, no damage. Wing? Yeah. Duoing is a wonderful experience in this game. It started as I want to say, though, go ahead. Like, one, one of the, the bad things, especially for you two guys and a few people in chat as content creators, right? You're, you're already needing to make three build guides per video. You've got a leveling build, you've got like a normal one, you've got like a super <laughs> end game one. Now you need a group play one. Um, so well, there's another build planner that you're going to have to make per to, video, right? Actually, not to uh, self promote, well, not to promote someone else. <laughs> But uh, there's uh, currently right now, uh, there's a few people in chat right now that are sponsored and they're working for MaxRoll and they are working on all this stuff. My full intention is to let Tarek write all the leveling guides and I'm just going to link it every single time. <laughs> I don't need to make leveling God guides bless. anymore. Tarek's going to yep. do it for me. They get the click. I don't have to make a leveling guide. All good. Someday, someday, Tarek might not be the only person who does speedrunning in this game. But for now, he's uh, he's the hub of a lot of speedrunning knowledge. So God bless. Yeah. <laughs>
I, I need him to do the prime list before uh before March nine. Please, please, Derek, hurry up with that one. Yeah, I've got an I idea, but I, to... I need to I need to know the facts. How am I supposed to get to level twenty as a primalist? Like basic attack and dog, and I'm a homeless person. Help! <laughs> just minions, man. Just minions. So we we've talked about uh, some unique items that really stood out to us, including the belt, which is like the premier example. Um, we talked about some skills and and like rework skills, new skills. Primarily, rip blood was our big example there. But we talked about a couple other things too. Talked about. Um, multiplayer things that felt good like alternative leveling uh the respecting thing that we just mentioned now uh that's that's like the broad strokes of what i wanted to talk about today we could talk about trade we could talk about ailment rework or adaptive uh sorry the i guess the adaptive melee damage change but i didn't play any melee this past weekend yeah are there other topics that you two want to touch on i want to talk about ailments but my problem is i haven't touched ailments have you touched ailments yet amarathy I, I am the ailment enthusiast. Okay, I, thank God. Yeah, thank God. of course. I, like, that, so that's what I do. I'm, I'm going to let you talk about the ailment, like literally explain the whole ailment stuff so I can say what I think is wrong with it. Okay, oh. so the the ailment <laughs> manifesto, as as Barry put it, is um, basically they removed ailment effect, so bleed effect, poison effect, all those kind of things, which takes a more modifier out. Previously, things that existed with that ailment effect have now become... Um, like penetration so it goes into the penetration bucket used that used to be a separate bucket um you know like the red shred penetration bucket uh so most builds that were an ailment would still have some access to penetration and some access to effect um so if it was like uh you had 50 percent effect and 50 percent uh penetration that would be a 2.25 damage multiplier because it's like 1.5 times 1.5 now it those two things are added together, so it's only a two times effect. So there is that nerf there, and that is very prevalent. Um, into the opinion space, I think the the right way to go around it was to actually get rid of duration, not effect, um, because like I agree, effect is cool, and I I don't think it's this like weird concept that people are like, oh man, bleed effect. I'm a bleed build. Do I want this? You know, like you want to explain it, the you want to explain that like the ideology behind the changes they did. It was just that. yeah, like effect is not intuitive. I I disagree. I I think that most ARPGs like you you can expect oh. some level of background top down knowledge. Guys, we're on, talking about ailments. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking really about ailments. Not like yeah. ailments. We should time yeah. him out for a bit. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say most ailments are kind of like, because poison really got brought down to so poison, uh, the, if it's got an effect, in most circumstances, there's a cap on how much that effect can work. So the poison red shred uh, tied to poison is now capped at 30 stacks. I think it's the same for like frostbite and its freeze effect. And that's now a multiplicative thing, which is cool. Like the free, freeze is actually like in a pretty good spot. Um, but for the most part, it's like, uh, it, it's not going to do this crazy scaling factor and having to need all these different multiple buckets for it to do damage. It's just, yeah, it, it's a little bit sucky yeah. now that like some items are just like ailment with penetration or mm -hmm. for these conditions instead of just being like crossbite effect. And that's yeah. like a lot more concise and understandable. Yeah. And that's I think like, duration sucks. Yeah. That's actually something I want to like list on. So I did not play with any ailments, okay? I did not. I understand the ailment changes, and I have been talking with someone that has been playing a lot of ailments, right? 
recently, not mm. you, Amber, I think someone else. And uh, essentially his consensus, and I agree with this consensus, right, is the biggest problem with the ailment changes is the reason why I liked ailments and he liked ailments was the gearing for ailments felt a lot more fun than gearing for like, you know, of course, crit or whatever, because you had all these stats to worry about, duration, effect, chance, hit rate, how many stacks you're going to hit with one, stuff like that, right? And the biggest problem with this change now is all those effect nodes, they're all penetration nodes, and you end up blocking out with like 600% increased penetration. It's like, oh yeah, let me go get some red shirt so I get 10% on top of that, you know? And the problem with that is there are some classes that have a gigantic amount of effect slash now penetration on their trees, on their skill trees, stuff like that. And that means, and the problem is, that's also, like gear is also where you're supposed to get penetration and stuff like that, yeah. right? So what happens is I'm playing a rogue and I have like 600, I have like a gigantic amount of penetration, right? Like a ridiculous amount, right? So much for my skills and passives that it's like ridiculous, right? What the heck do I put on my gear now? Like penetration? Like, yeah. Like what am I supposed Stop to do? Swarm, like uh, the snowdrift combo, right? Is that's, yeah. that's all penetration. Why would I go for the elemental penetration or the cold penetration on the drill yeah. tree when I, or I've like, or you know, on or on gear, yeah. specific, um, yeah. specifically gear, I have problems with it because since the skills give all that, and yeah. like very rogue, like puncture, you get all the bleed chance, all the penetration, all that. What am I supposed to put on my gear? Increased damage, it's all I put on it, okay? Like, it, it, it kind of like opens this can of worms where it's just like what we were talking about, what Lizard was talking about, what we were all talking about. Like, we want the items to be better, like, the items to be the source of our damage, not the skills, like, at least to, a, like, a certain extent, like a ratio, right? This just mm. made it so that your gearing for ailments don't matter at all, like, in a lot of cases, like, right? I think like, they've simplified it, which is a good thing. Like, I think yeah, that one bucket needed to go, but for the most part, it, it needed to be a thing where I, I think duration was the thing to get rid of because the issue with ailments as well is that they can be too strong against bosses but weak against like regular enemies and and you wanted to like reduce the boss damage but also provide a lot more upfront damage with ailments so that they could kind of match the clearing speeds of a crit build that could just do that on man damage why would you do like 30k over three seconds when you can do a 30k crit right then instantly and kill that enemy yeah duration is a great thing to talk about when it comes to like server performance as well like it's just like fewer <clears throat> calculations going on over a fewer period of time or a yeah. smaller period of time. Uh, there was a duration change to ailments. Most duration, or sorry, most ailments were doing their damage over four seconds or three seconds. All the ailments that were doing damage over four seconds, uh, they got damage. They they got their base damage increased, and the damage went down to three seconds instead. And the ailments that were dealing damage over three seconds now deal damage over two point five seconds. So like they did touch the duration a little bit, but I agree with you. Like having having a more damage multiplier, like ailment effect that's just a bucket of more damage that you no longer have access to. And instead, you're getting something that gives you penetration, but you already have Shred, and you already have other sources of penetration. So it did make yeah. the uh, the gearing process... Yeah, from more, what more I was bland. looking at all the trees, it's obsessive, the amount of penetration you get. Like, like Amber Athy, like on your Swarm Blade build, the Frostbite one, how much penetration do you actually get? Like, do you know? Uh, I mean, like, at the moment, I think I've got like 3k 
freeze rate. So that works out to be um, like 600 penetration just from the freeze rate alone. Why do you okay. need that much? Yeah. <laughs> what if it's a really tanky monster, man? <laughs> well, well, the problem is, the problem is, the, the problem is, there should be no situation in the game where a a skill, right, needs 600% penetration to be good, right? Like, that, that that's ridiculous. That sounds Rive ridiculous. Ignite, man. Perry, yeah. come on. Rive Ignite. 3% physical penetration. Stop, stop targeting me. Don't make fun of me. I just want to play uh, VK Bleed. I've got it. I've got my list of builds that I want to try. I want to go rive yeah. i want to have like yeah. a dk with all the echoes and double echo chance and more echo damage and i want to play an so, ailment because it sounds awesome yeah oh one thing i want to do since we're at the end right and we're kind of like running out of topics it's a very that, long lunch break for i want to i want to I, I think we yeah. should start wrapping up here okay i, I, yeah, I just want to talk oh, i wanted to talk about real quick one more thing that like really surprised me and i really enjoyed it i had someone play a freeze support mage literally his entire job was to walk into the monolith and freeze everything and it was one of the best feelings i've ever had in the entire game in the entire time i've played the game right because it's like wait a second i thought freeze was garbage outside of like snow drifts and all that right Wait, mm. it's actually being useful? And he's like at like 300 corruption, like a bunch of extra health, four party health, and he's still freezing things? And it's like, oh yeah, it's because I deal no damage. And I'm like, it's because like, it's great because it's useful. On it's CC useful. Great, it's yeah. useful. I mean, like that's like support wear bear. It has insane CC, right? That's like yeah, why I love sun. it so much. But yeah, like you can actually freeze bosses and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think you should be able to freeze bosses. I like the way that uh, I like the way Torchlight does it, where like instead of freeze, you like get it like a reduced action speed that keeps stacking. I like that more. But like that, that's a topic for a different day, right? The fact that freeze is useful, I'm I'm all for it. I'm good. I, like I'm happy. <laughs> if we want, if we want to talk about passive CC, let's just like export the chat to to Lizard and. Uh... Mm -hmm. Get the stun freeze kind of discussion that's been done. had many many times, right? Yep. As long as we can avoid stun on players, let's get rid of that. Yeah. Nobody yep. likes it. It's not fun. It's not yeah. the nineties anymore. And dungeon walls. Dungeon walls. Remove the wall. Oh god. What so as as we start wrapping up here, Amarathi, thank you so much for spending your uh, elongated lunch break with us. God bless. Yeah, we're good. I'll stay late. <laughs> and then uh, like Dread, thank you, thank you as well. Always, uh, always yeah, appreciate anytime. having this podcast. I was really looking forward to having this podcast again. I think just like mm -hmm. catching up with you, having a podcast. We can here. have one on Friday if you want. By the way, yeah, I don't mind. We got maybe, so much maybe, to talk maybe. about, anyways. So we have with the Invitational just ended. Uh, I guess technically earlier today. The Pack the Server party is starting on Thursday our time. Um, so that's ten thousand people. If you don't already know, we'll put the link in the description to this video. Yeah, it's Wait, is it Twitch this Thursday? Well. It's oh this my Thursday, god. Yeah, February 2nd. Oh my god, that's so... The, uh, the free weekend's so... coming up after that. The official release for a 0.9 multiplayer, the stuff that we've been talking about today, is March 9th. So, deal. I'm looking forward to it. Sounds excellent. Thanks for being here. Amarath and Dreadful, I always appreciate... Amarath, it's weird to call you Dreadful. Huh. I'm gonna call you Dread. Amarath and Dread, thank you both for being here. And Twitch chat, whether you're watching here live or YouTube and Spotify watching later on, thank you for being here as well. We'll see you next time.